let's quickly open our bibles to romans chapter 1 and the 15th verse romans chapter 1 and the 15th verse so as much as is in me i'm ready to preach the gospel to you who are in rome also i am ready want to continue in what you have heard It says i am ready praise the lord today's word if you want to title it paul ready praise the lord or you can put the name and say chako ready praise the lord paul ready to preach the gospel how many of you would tell this morning whatever the lord tells me to do i am ready praise the lord hallelujah that is the soul of this church to be ready to do whatever god has called us to be a east indian to influence lives whatever god has called us we want to do it amen praise the lord we don't want to do anything more but we don't want to do anything less i am ready paul said hallelujah i am ready who is ready paul is ready who is paul hallelujah who is paul 1 corinthians 15 10 speaks a little bit about paul the apostle let's just read that 1 corinthians 15 and the 10th verse but by the grace of god i am what i am and his grace towards me was not in vain but i labored more abundantly than they all yet not i but the grace of god which was with me by the grace of god i am what i am praise the lord by the grace of god i am what i am and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain but i labored more abundantly that they all yet not but the grace of god amen he was a but man praise the lord but by the grace of god who was paul he was a but man everybody say but he said but i've done so many things i was ready and i've done so many things but it is not me but by the grace of god his faith was fully rested on the grace of god today's people faith malayalathi parna ore arthiya today's people's faith it has got a covetousness it has got a competition it has got a lack of contentment in their lives paul is saying i am what i am because i have rested my faith in his grace my faith is not away from the grace of god independent of the grace of god i have fully entrusted my faith on grace he did not say hey i have done it my faith he said hey whatever i have done whatever exploits that i've done i've done it by faith and it's not about me but i've trusted and rested my faith fully on what jesus has done and what jesus could do through my life he gave the credit to jesus and his empowerment and his grace praise the lord hallelujah i was thinking about 
hearing about a place called Bhutan. Bhutan was a place, is one of the most content places on this earth. Close to Norway. There's a competition between Norway and Bhutan. The happiest place on earth. Here in India, we look at the GDP, gross domestic product. In Bhutan, they look at GDA, gross domestic happiness. Praise the Lord. I'm not joking. They're looking at how happy the country is every year. Under, under a Buddhist culture, a Buddhist king, if it is one of the most happiest and content country in the world, how much more under the kingdom of God? Hallelujah. How much under the rulership of the kingdom of Jesus? How much content and happy we should be? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. People trusting in an earthly king, depending on an earthly king, is so happy. How much more happy we would be if we entrust our faith, if we rest our faith on the grace of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Today, sometimes when people in the church speaks, you know, there is a superiority complex of about their faith. We don't want that as young people. Paul's faith has not superiority. His faith had warmth. Praise the Lord. Because he rested his faith on the Lord, when he would speak to people, there was a supernatural warmth on people. We want our faith to have warmth. Praise the Lord. I want a church. Hallelujah. When you speak, to somebody that Jesus loves you. I want that love just to flow out through you. There is warmth. Today's people are those superiors. They are forgetting that Cinderella without the shoe is just an ordinary girl. So many have doing so many things behind the power of a golden shoe that you received. It might be a blessing, it might be a gifting, it might be a breakthrough, it might be a financial uh, release. That's the shoe that God gave you to tell you that you're important, but never act independently of the Lord. One day that shoe goes, don't forget, you are just an ordinary person on this earth. Praise the Lord. Who is Paul? He was a butt man. He said, but by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Number two, who was Paul? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and the 7th verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and the 7th verse. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen. He was an earthly man. Or a clay man, I call it. He was an earthly man. Who was Paul? He was a clay man. He knew that he was a fragile material. How many of you here know that you are a fragile material? Praise the Lord. But he still would walk into situations because he knew that there was a clothing of the anointing upon that fragile material. He knew he was an earthly man. Still, he had a rest inside of him. A rest of the anointing of God. 
how many of you here come here and complain i'm a fragile man i can't be ready for the lord i have so many problems in my life pastor maybe after a couple of years once i get a house once i get my children settled i will be ready for the lord here is a fragile man ready for the lord praise the lord when i was young i would complain to my mother that without a raincoat i will not go outside i would make her buy a raincoat because i don't want to face the rain i was a visionary i made her buy the raincoat during the summer season the reason was the reason was actually i didn't want to go to school i thought she wouldn't buy me but she made bought the raincoat and put it on me and walked made me walk around that heat praise god but that's a different story but as long as you have the raincoat on you you don't have to fear the rain praise the lord as much as you have the coat of the anointing of god it doesn't matter how weak you are at how which community that you which culture whether you are an orphan whether you don't have anyone whether you are contacts what you only need is the anointing of god paul said this earthen vessels as fragile as i am i have the excellence of the power of god over my life praise the lord hallelujah the bible says it is the anointing that you teach you all things in other words Paul was so fragile that when he stepped out for the Lord there are so many things that he did not know he did not go to a bible college the moment he stepped out for the Lord he had this readiness inside of him he did not go for a bible study he did not go for anything the next day he started preaching the Lord because he started his life with a heart of readiness come on church he started his life being ready for the lord and he ended his life he said i'm ready to give my life unto death he was a ready man paul ready praise the lord so many i am amazed that it was paul who wrote roman satan says i do not know what to pray he there are things that he never knew but he did not stop from stepping for jesus he still continued moving into the unknown because he knew that the anointing will teach him all things come on hallelujah the anointing will teach you all things under the anointing you know everything without the anointing you don't know anything his security and his rest was under the anointing he was submitted to christ and his word hallelujah sometimes the opposite flip side is people say hey i don't know anything I am a I don't know what's going to happen how many people are not ready for the lord because of the fear of unknown Hallelujah all that you need to tell the lord lord in humility there are things I don't know Every time before I minister that is what I say lord I'm so insufficient Whichever church that I go I said there are so many things that I don't know but rampa rasongalambara simple romans 8:28 in your infirmities when you do not know what to pray pray in the rampa sombarante no coronte rampa nento no toronte ha carosia ne me coloro malasia vota menes coronte menesia de mio rospompara de sos hallelujah that's where your victory trusting the anointing of god 
was Paul. In Acts chapter 27, verses 21 to 25, he was a storm man. He was under the storm. Please read Acts 27, 21 to 25 first. But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. However, yes. we must run aground on a certain island. Now that's it up. Paul is saying, the night an angel appeared to me and spoke to me and I know whose I am. Praise the Lord. He knew whose he was. He was ready in the storm because he knew whose he was. When my older son was bullied by a younger boy in the flat, he said, do you know my apachako? He's tall and he's fat. <laughs> what a compliment. <laughs> when you're bullied by the enemy, you should know whose you are. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He is higher than a mountain. He is deeper than a valley. He is greater than your sickness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God. Hallelujah. Who can give a direction over your life? Paul said, I know whose I am. In other words, he's saying, this storm can't destroy me. I know whose I am. First he said, I know what I am. Now he's saying, I know whose I am. I know I am what I am because of the grace. Now he's saying, I know whose I am. Praise the Lord. He had a deep conviction that nothing could destroy him before the time. Jesus Christ will give every child of God who has surrendered his life a dignified death. You will not be destroyed before this time. I am pronouncing this over your life again and again and again. You will not leave this earth before your time in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This church is a church with a purpose. And I said, Lord, I want to have a ministry of resurrection than the ministry of death. I want to resurrect the people. Hallelujah. Praise the city. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Whose I am. The Lord is saying, fear not Paul. Fear not Paul. Hallelujah. Even Paul had times of fear. But he knew whose I am. Hallelujah. He was a star man. Number four. Number four. Who was Paul? 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Verses 5 onwards. Of such a one I will boast. 
yet of myself i will not boast except in my infirmities for though i might desire oh, seven yes seven unless i should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations a thorn in the flesh was given to me a messenger of satan to buffet me lest i be exalted above measure he was a thorn man everybody said thorn man he is praying something to be removed he is battling inside of his spirit why this is happening to me why this inability why i'm not able to overcome he's praying three times but god doesn't answer in the way that he wants it but he was a thorn man even amidst the thorn he rested in god's knowledge come on church even when god does not answer the way that you want to be hallelujah god is not removing that thorn hallelujah would you rest in god's knowledge hallelujah he is not discouraged he is not complaining because he finds grace amen he said i pleasure in my pressure that's what exactly was written i pleasure in my pressure ah oh, come on how many of you can say by faith this morning i pleasure in my pressure he said i pleasure in my infirmities when things are so much under pressure i pleasure in it amen you know why because he said because i am weak he is strong two people please come for fast 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 no time come come run run yes he said because i am weak i am strong just imagine paul is a pun praise the lord he is weak he does not know things jesus is the boss he is weak he is saying i take pleasure in my weakness i am weak i don't know anything things are not going the way that i want but i say yes to the boss why because when i am weak i am strong do you understand that do you understand that when i am weak i am strong no 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 stand there boss because when i am weak i am strong when i am weak i think like the boss that's what exactly what he's saying when i am weak I am strong because now I am thinking like the boss. When you go through infirmities, he is bringing you, hallelujah, not to take you away, he is bringing you in line with the boss. You are surrendering to the boss. You are saying whatever the boss says I have. What however what is boss thinking? Why is boss so strong? Why is Jesus so strong? So he's saying when I am weak, I am strong. When I'm weak, I'm strong like the boss. I'm thinking like the boss. So what will happen? Because the same power the boss has, now I too have. Praise the Lord. Thank you. That's what it's exactly saying. Because now the boss's power rests in me. Jesus is the boss. But when you surrender to his knowledge, you will walk in the same power. He said I'd pleasure because now it's not me it's his power boss has given me the power how many of you are sitting weak and not ready and not knowing hallelujah even if you are not strength strong in yourself boss has given you the power praise the lord who was paul 
Corinthians chapter 12 who was Paul. I know a person was 2, 12 two. I know a man in Christ of 14 years ago whether in the body I do not know or whether out of the body I do not know God knows such a one was caught up to the third heavens. Amen. God knows that such a one was caught into the third heavens. He was a heavenly man. The things that he saw and he heard, he heard, he said, I cannot even utter it. Everybody say he was a heavenly man. He came back from heaven and did not come back with the pride. He did not come and write a book on heaven saying things that I've seen and heard. Because he was said, you're not able to say the things that I heard. He came back with the deepest of humility. And this is what challenged me the most. The heavenly atmosphere does not carry any pride. Oh, there is no pride in heaven. It's better you give, your, give away your pride on earth because there is no pride in heaven. In the earthly atmosphere, you can sit in pride, but not in the heavenly atmosphere. There is no pride there. God resists the proud. Give grace to the humble. You want to be in your mansion? Be humble on earth. He will lift you up. It brought me to my knees to understand here is a man who came from heaven and so humble. Not even telling his name. Hallelujah. There is no pride in heaven. Philippians 1.21 says, whether I live or die, I belong to him. He was a live man. He only lived to fulfill God's purpose upon his life. He did not live any minute for anything else. He was a live man. He lived. So many people are afraid to live for Jesus. We are living for our husbands, wives and children. But are we living for Jesus? And he was a die man. He was saying, if I die, I don't have an issue. It's better to be with Jesus. He loved Jesus. Hallelujah. Die is gain. Are you ready like Paul this morning? Paul said, I am ready. This Paul was ready. He started his life being a ready man. Praise the Lord. It was, he was not a ready mate. So many people, oh, this is the way that I came. Ah. You are not called to be a ready-made. You have to be a ready-man transformed by the grace of God alone. He was ready. Are you ready this morning? Acts chapter 9 and the 6th verse says, From the time on the way to Damascus, he was ready. He is immediately asking the Lord, What should I do for you, Lord? The greatest strength of the Holy Spirit is to give you a response from the beginning of your life. Paul, if anything he was convinced, he would respond with a joyful heart. The Holy Spirit gave him to respond with a joyful heart from the beginning. How many of you want to respond with a joyful heart? This to this word this morning. 
Hallelujah. Look at Proverbs chapter 15 and the 15th verse. Proverbs 15 and the 15th verse. But all the days of the afflicted are evil. But he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. All the days of the oppressed are wretched. But the cheerful heart has a continual feast. If you're always thinking about oppressed thoughts about God. Is God going to take something from me? You are going to be wretched. Paul when he said ready. He knew it's going to be a continual feast with God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We are always in our mind thinking negative about faith, negative about responding to Jesus. Today people are taking baptisms because they're thinking positively about it. Getting baptized, hallelujah, through the waters, taking a stand for Jesus Christ. They're doing it for joyfully. Not out of fear and oppression. So many people are not ready for the Lord because they're oppressed inside their heart. They've got so many negative things. A man named Jack was driving on a dark country road one night and he got a flat tire. He saw a cabin of woods and he saw a light and a man's shadow inside. So he thought he would go and ask for help. But in his mind, he said he would get irritated if I would just interrupt him on the night at this point of time. He would probably harm me. He would be a terrible person. Jack convinced himself that the person who lived in the cabin was a menace to the society. He was having so many problems thinking about what this man inside the door. The moment the man opened the door at that night, he gave him a punch and ran away. Is that we are doing? The Lord who wants to help us, are we punching him? That's what Paul was doing. The Lord was, why are you kicking against the gods? Why are you kicking at me and hurting me, yourself and other people? That's what when you hurt God, you will immediately hurt people. You will immediately hurt yourself. He was punching to the one who is able to help us. Don't punch the Lord. Say at least an amen. Hallelujah. God is not here to hurt you. But unlike the story, Paul punched the Lord. Lord did not stop there. God gave him a heavenly punch. Praise the Lord. Some of you need it. Look at two people and say, you need it, brother. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But inside that punch was a voice. That's what most people and Paul is different. When pastor speaks, people think pastor is speaking to them. Pastor is pointing at them. Paul did not feel like that. Paul always recognized the voice of God. That's why he became an apostle Paul. Hallelujah. I know I'm speaking some of your mind. I know exactly. But then recognize the voice. Hallelujah. He oppression left in that punch. And the readiness came. He said, what should I do for you? Come on. Let the oppression leave you this morning. Hallelujah. Of all the negative things, attributes that you have put to Christian walk and Christian life and the word of the living God. May you be enlightened through the power of the Holy Ghost. And may you give a joyful response and say, Lord, what should I do for you? Hallelujah. What should I do for you? 
Simple. He said, I am ready, Lord. From the beginning, Jesus desires such a one who surrender their lives. Immediately testifying the Lord. His first attitude was getting ready for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. What are the things that he was ready for? Number one, he said, I'm ready to preach. Romans 1, 17 says, I'm ready to preach. How many of you are ready to preach? You just heard the word. Are you ready to preach this morning? Hallelujah. Oh, are you saying, let me, you know, you are, we are prepared for clubs and parties. We prepare and go. But how many of you prepare your life to preach the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. Are you not happy? I don't know if I take the phone and put a smiley, which smiley will come right now? Which smiley? Are you ready for the Lord? Four things Paul was ready. He said he was ready for the gospel. Romans 6.22 says he was freed from sin, yet he was ready after he was freed. So many of us are freed. I have lost the desire to preach the gospel. There are so many people to help. There are YMCA's to help and to help the poor. I'm not against it. But there is nobody on in the city who have given a decision to say, I will preach, Lord. Oh, come on, church. He, from the time he was saved, he had a missionary mindset. I would win some souls. Number two, what was he ready for? 21st chapter of Acts and the 13th verse. What was he ready for? Then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. I am ready to suffer for the Lord. Ready to die for the Lord. For Jesus, that's the thing that nobody preaches because it's not a popular message. If you suffer with Him, Bible says you'll reign with Him. You want to rule, you have to suffer as a Christian. Not suffer for your stupidity, but suffer for the gospel of Jesus Christ. When their entire culture and nation come against the gospel of Jesus Christ, we want a generation to stand up and say, Hallelujah, I'm even to suffer for the sake of the gospel. Because He loved me so much that He gave His only Son, that whoever believeth in Him shall never perish but have eternal life. I'm saved, I'm freed, and I'm willing to suffer for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So many of us are ready to suffer for our children, our family. But where is the Lord? Paul said, I'm ready. I don't have time, but Hebrews 10 says, Remember the former days, verse 13. When you had suffered for the Lord, and for, when you stood for the Lord, and when you stood for the people who suffered for Him. There was a time that you were happy to suffer for the Lord. Happy to suffer with the people who suffered for the Lord. Today, people are afraid to like even... Uh, appreciate a pastor or even to uh, uh, introduce your pastor before the, 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 the your, your so-called the society people are uh, afraid and uh, it's kind of a shame the generation remember the days when you were proud to take a bible and go into anywhere take proud to go into any circle and preach about Jesus proud in your bus and proud in your flight you will share about Jesus hallelujah and you would tell if a servant of God is with you this is my pastor uh, this is the one who has brought me to the Lord who has filled me with the world now all those things have gone hallelujah come on church this morning when people ridicule and criticize 
there should be a spiritual boldness today. I'm speaking over your life, a spiritual boldness. Hallelujah. I am ready. Hallelujah. A Holy Spirit readiness to serve the Lord. Amen. We don't only want to be soakers attending the church. Look at two people and say, don't be a soaker. We soak all the blessings, but we don't do anything back for the Lord. Hallelujah. We have a line. Pastor, I have to pray for the deliverance. We soak the blessing. We don't come during the weekdays, weekends, and then we phone call on the weekdays. That is not how God works. God wants you to first give yourselves to the Lord. Only one who give you first will give themselves to the church and to the servant of God for the ministry and for God's work. Nobody has to tell them. They will say, Pastor, I don't need to call them. They said, whatever Lord wants me to do, I will be available. I will be feasible. I will be there. I like the Venisha who said on Friday, Matthias was there. That's why God chose him. He was there from the beginning to the end. God chose him. Not from the beginning, beginning to the end. 2 Corinthians 10 6. The lack of time, I'm not going to explain, but Paul said, I'm ready for something else. I'm being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Amen. I'm ready to punish all disobedience. How many of you, pastors, I don't know, today are willing to do ministry that is not enjoyable? I've written it here. The most corrected are the most loved. That's a biblical truth. The less corrected are the less loved. If you are more corrected and you have received it, you are more loved. Hallelujah. You need to be corrected. I'm ready to correct all disobedience because church in Corinth did not have any spiritual authority. They did not have any accountability. They would come in and go out. There is nothing that they would do. They did not have any kind of accountability to the church or to the servant of God. Paul said, I am going to correct you with my authority. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you will get into a soulish kind of people where without power, there is no discipline, there is no order. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Isn't it amazing that Paul corrected? But everybody speaks about the days that you are corrected, but never speaks about the day where the servant of God was kind to you. Praise the Lord. How many of you are here like that? You remember only the corrections. Praise the Lord. I know people will always tell me about you know, bad, bad, bad way that I was corrected. But have you ever forgotten how much you were spoken about? Amen. I'm just saying one story. Now, by the way, if you want a verse, Leviticus 19:17, and I'll say a story and finish it off. Lack of time. Leviticus 19:17. You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You shall surely rebuke your neighbor and not bear sin because of him. If you don't correct somebody who needs correction, and if you don't do it, it's a sin. How much more pastors will be counted accountable if you make, try to make you happy and to make a ministry that is people-centered and not the Holy Spirit-centered? 
to come for corrections. I go to my pastor every second week. Get corrections. Every second week. For the last so many years. Pastor, is there any area that you need to correct me, please? It's not easy. Sometimes he encourages God's ministry as encouragement, kindness, exhortation, but rebuke too. At the Gartner was cleaning out the family home when he came across something he found of great value. It was a trunk full of family letters. They chronicled the events of the past generations and the expressions of loyalty and affections which were rarely verbalized in this generation. One said it in the letter. If anybody wants it, I will say it on your face. Because of the lack of time, I'm saying it together, okay? Take it from me. I prayed over it to say as romantic as I want to tell you the church. Have I told you lately what a wonderful person you are? Never forget home. Never forget how much your family and I admire you. I'm saying it to everybody, okay? Praise the Lord. I, I don't have time. Otherwise, you come in line, I'll tell you. Read it to all of you. Another letter said, You don't know how much your visit meant to us. When you left, I felt as if the sun had stopped shining. Really. The problem with us is sometimes we forget these were the things that is meant to you. We never forget how much you were wanted, how much you were loved, how much you were celebrated. The devil will always show you, oh, I was corrected here, I was corrected there, I was corrected here. Paul wrote to Corinthians, the church, he was most corrected. 1 Corinthians 13, a chapter full on love. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So Paul was ready to correct. And number four, Paul was ready to die for Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 6 to 8. How, how, how much wants to be corrected this morning? Amen. We don't, some, one pastor prayed, pastor prayed, Lord, don't make my church a museum. Don't come to see the Lion King. Ah. Praise the Lord. I don't want a museum here. Only come and watch and go. Or we don't want hairstylist kind of a church. Four types, you know, hair will look four ways. Here, 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 here. And then one small. Some churches are like that. Four ways. Disunited. Mangalurians, Malayalis, Tamilians, Canadians. And then, mm, Northeast. This joke. Praise God. We are all here. Amen. We don't want a petrol pump church. Come and take your petrol and go. Praise the Lord. We don't want a sleeping church or a slumbering church. Simply sit there. Always tired. Always discouraged. Coming to church only to sleep. Some people are like fridge. Always cold. Praise the Lord. How much ever you put God's word, they are cold. I saw in my spirit a cold spirit leaving our life. 
Praise the Lord. If you want to receive it, take it this morning. A coldness to receive, release. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Be hot for Jesus. Fire for Jesus. Glory to God. Amen. We need to ask the Lord, Lord, make me a pillar, Lord, for the Lord. Make me a supporter in this church. Amen. We are from different churches, you know, but under the same anointing. But when you come to a church, you said, how can I support? How can I pray? How can I support the ministry in the city? Be a supporter, be a learner. If you have that attitude, you immediately feel belonging and connected because you're connecting to the Lord first. Amen. Some people are orphans. They feel they're never wanted. Praise the Lord. Look at two people and say, not an orphan. And the last game, Paul was ready. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and 6 to 8. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 6 to 8. For I'm ready, already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to those who have loved his appearing. Amen. I am ready to die for Jesus. Amen. That is from the point that we start. You don't have to fear death. Praise the Lord. Psalm 112 says, I am not afraid of evil tidings. Anybody who has submitted and surrendered his life to Jesus is not scared of anything. He's not even scared of bad news. Praise the Lord. He knows who he believed. He knows that whatever we're interested, Lord will keep it until that day. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes this prayer and ask the Lord to make us ready this morning. Let's stand up in the presence of the Lord and worship the Lord for a few minutes. Be bold. Be strong for the Lord thy God is with you. Hallelujah.